scripture reading comes from Matthew 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, Bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, And they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Oh, friends, it's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you all year. But I'm I, I gotta do it. I just gotta do it. Have you ever totally missed something because you were not paying attention? Or maybe you were paying attention, but to the wrong thing, and you completely missed something important? My dad sometimes tells a story of when he was a little boy, and he got to go to a three-ring circus. He thought it was amazing. But when his family started talking about some of the things they had seen, he had no idea what they were talking about. And then they all realized that he had been focused on the ring right in front of him, not realizing that totally different things were happening in the other rings. And so he missed two-thirds of the whole show. This is sometimes called inattentional blindness. It's what happens when we don't notice something in our visual field because we're busy focusing on something else. 
So to get a, a better understanding of what I'm talking about, we're going to watch a short video. You good there, Dustin? Thank you. The monkey business illusion. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the ball. The correct answer is 16 passes. Did you spot the gorilla? For people who haven't seen or heard about a video like this before, about half missed the gorilla. If you knew about the gorilla, you probably saw it. But did you notice the curtain changing color or the player on the black team leaving the game? Let's rewind and watch it again. Here comes the gorilla, and there goes a player, and the curtain is changing from red to gold. When you're looking for a gorilla, you often miss other unexpected events. And that's the monkey business illusion. How many of you have seen that before? A few of you? <clears throat> How many of you have seen maybe just one with a gorilla and didn't realize that in this particular one, those other things are going to happen, like the curtain changing color or the player leaving the game, right? I know that I was laughing at myself for not recognizing, totally missing the curtain color change. Daniel Simmons, or Simons, a professor of psychology at the Beckham Institute at the University of Illinois, who created this particular monkey business illusion, says that the main finding of having people watch this and, and figure that out is that knowing that unexpected events might occur doesn't prevent you from missing unexpected events. People who are familiar with the purpose and conclusions of the original study, just watching people throw the ball around and then this gorilla coming through, um, that people can miss obvious events when focused on something else, still miss other obvious events in, the exactly, in exactly the same context. Even when people know that the experimenter is going to fool them, they can miss something that's obvious, something that they could spot perfectly well if they knew it was there. <laughs> so like I mentioned earlier, today is epiphany, which means showing forth. And we celebrate this Sunday of remembering when the Magi or the wise men um, culminated their journey and found baby Jesus and his parents. It's a story of unveilings, of following the light, of unexpected surprises. How many of us, when imagining the Magi of Matthew chapter 2, envision them following a big bright star in the sky that leads the way directly to the Holy Family and hovers right over their heads? Anybody? Yeah, see it on the Christmas cards and all of those sorts of things. Like, it, it, it's big in my mind. When we have our, our Christmas program, we have, like, a whole actor devoted to the star, right? We expect it to be apparent to all that see. I think that, too, often. But the SALT Project commentary says this. 
Matthew's story actually suggests otherwise. Only the Magi notice the star among the thousands of others visible on a clear night. And King Herod's dependence on these visitors to lead him to the child indicates that neither he nor his assassins could follow the star without help. It's a small detail, maybe, but one that I had never realized before. But it makes sense, of course, that these Eastern astrologers who spent their lives studying the stars knew something that neither Herod nor anyone else had recognized. It couldn't have been the brightest star or the biggest star. Otherwise, Herod wouldn't have needed their help. It must have been a small one, a hidden one, one that needed to be carefully charted and found again and again, lest it be lost among the pinpricks of light throughout the night sky. The commentary that I, I just referenced, the SALT Project commentary, also says that Matthew's theme here is the hiddenness of God. The small and often unnoticed ways that God enters our lives in epiphanies, large and small. This hiddenness is a kind of divine signature. Instead of showing forth conspicuously, say, at the Jerusalem temple or a Roman palace, God slips into the world by way of a poor family under the heavy thumb of Roman uh, occupation in a backwater town. And instead of showing forth to a crowd of supposed insiders, God will be noticed first by strangers from another culture, another religion, wise ones from the East, the Bible says. God does indeed show forth, but in a hidden kind of way. Which is kind of beautiful, I think, and also frustrating at the same time. The life of faith is often described as a journey. But does the idea that Christ is hidden mean that we're just on a divine wild goose chase here? Maybe. What I do believe is that God is at work in surprising and unexpected ways. And that most of the time, I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Even when I don't want to think it, I often get caught in thinking that God only works through the ways that God has worked before. Sometimes my mind isn't set up for the new and surprising ways that God might be moving. Do you remember during COVID when it first happened, everything shut down, and we had to switch to purely online streaming virtual worship? Remember? Anybody? <laughs> How many of us thought that was not like real church? Anyone? Come on. 
Me either. How many of us thought that a digital format would certainly be subpar? And maybe it's not the same. But does that mean that God cannot work in new and unexpected ways? Because here it still is. We still have people right now watching online. Hello, online people. I usually say hi to them every Sunday on Facebook. Hey, how's it going? And they're there too. I lost my place. Excuse me. Last Sunday, um, we had a prayer station experience here in the sanctuary on Sunday morning. But instead of live streaming that very experiential worship online, I created a whole different kind of prayer worship pre-recorded video. Typically, it's it's very similar to what I've done every year for the last several years since, you know, we've done online worship. And mostly I don't think anybody watches it. But on Monday, I got this text. Yesterday's service was beautiful. I played it twice, sang, reminded myself of baptism, the light burning inside, and communion. Thank you. Who's to say that that person's experience of God is any less powerful than those who were in person in worship last week? Christ is surprising and creating in our world new and novel opportunities to encounter the divine every single day. And yet we know that our lives are often like the three-ring circus, right? There are so many things clamoring for our attention. And so this year, this new year, as we consider a fresh portion of our journey a new page, a new chapter, perhaps. Who might we look upon as magi that can guide us, teach us, point us toward the surprising and unexpected ways that God is working? Most of you know that Advent is not Advent for me without the poetry of Anne Weems. So one last poem from Anne before I put this book away for another year. The Coming of God. Our God is the one who comes to us in a burning bush, in an angel's song, in a newborn child. Our God is the one who cannot be found locked in the church, not even in the sanctuary. Our God will be where God will be with no constraints, no predictability. Our God lives where our God lives, and destruction has no power, and even death cannot stop the living. Our God will be born where God will be born, but there is no place to look for the one who comes to us. When God is ready, God will come, even to a God-forsaken place like a stable in Bethlehem. 
Watch, for you know not when God comes. Watch, that you might be found whenever, wherever God comes. May we continue our journey together this year with renewed focus and hearts open to the unexpectedness of God. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.